0: Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Joppers and Dealers. Say, fellas and girls, why is it that a man's dog is such a symbol of loyalty? Well, it's because a faithful dog sticks with his master even if all other friends have forsaken him. Isn't that right? A dog sticks with you through thick and thin, in good luck and bad, in fair weather and foul. A dog is always the same in his loyalty to his master. Now, that's a good thing to remember when you're choosing a motor oil for the family car. You see, some motor oils may be all right when the temperature is just so. But when the weather gets cold, they thicken too much. Or when the car gets all warmed up, they thin out too much. And your car suffers the consequences. Now, that's why I want you to tell your dad about UniFlow Motor Oil. UniFlow is sold in sealed cans at all Skelly service stations. It's spelled U-N-I-F-L-O. UniFlow Motor Oil changes less when the temperature changes, much less than the average motor oil. It thins less when it's heated and thickens less when it's cooled. It's always there when it's needed, like a dog that's ever faithful to his master. Now, what does that mean to your dad and your family car? Well, it means faster starts on winter mornings, less wear on your battery. It means fewer damaging dry starts because UniFlow flows instantly to all parts of the motor, even when it's stone cold. It means safer lubrication when the motor is hot, less oil going up in smoke, because UniFlow keeps a good body even at scorching temperatures. Add that all up, and it means just one big thing, economy. Money saved on your family car this winter. So tell Dad all about UniFlow Motor Oil, the true all-weather friend for your car explain how Uniflow gives protecting lubrication at all temperatures. And yet, it actually costs no more than other premium-grade oils. Tell Dad to ask for Uniflow at your Skelly service station tonight. And now to Captain Midnight. A strange mystery has developed. When Captain Midnight, accompanied by Ma, Patsy, and Steve Donovan, together with Pinky Drake, Slim Poole, and the Mexican boy Pebbles, arrived at Ridgeville Airport... No trace could be found of Chuck Ramsey's plane. Captain Midnight and Patsy hurried to the hospital to see Bud Conley, and to their amazement, found that he had not seen Chuck for almost 24 hours. As our scene opens now, Captain Midnight and Patsy have just left the hospital and are in a taxi cab headed for the airport. Let's listen as Captain Midnight says. Oh, now, wait a minute, Patsy. I think you're becoming needlessly alarmed. Chuck will turn up.
1: But gee, Captain Midnight, you're worried yourself about him. You can't fool me.
0: Well, I was a little bit worried, Patsy.
1: I just can't understand why Chuck wasn't at the airport to meet us.
0: Well, he didn't know what time we were going to get in. Remember, we didn't bother to radio.
1: No, we didn't, but he knew we were going to get in sometime today. And then again, why didn't he come to see Mr. Conley?
0: Oh, there's some easy explanation, I'm sure. I think that Mr. Maxwell, the manager out of the visiting ship hangar, hit him on the nose. Shut up in the air for a little spin. You know how he loves to fly.
1: Yes, and he wasn't able to do as much of that as he liked to while we were in Mexico. Yeah,
0: no doubt when we get to the airport, we'll find Chuck waiting for it.
1: Oh, I hope so. But there's one thing that doesn't look right to me.
0: Yes, Betsy, what's that?
1: Well, if Chuck just went up for a little spin, that manager, Mr. Maxwell, would have seen Chuck's plane during the day. And he certainly gave us the impression that he hadn't seen it since he came on duty this morning.
0: Hmm. You're bound to be logical, aren't you, Patsy? Well, I really am worried. And you're right. Seems certain Maxwell would have seen the plane if Chuck had just gone for a short spin.
1: Well, there's something strange about it, Captain Midnight. If something hadn't happened to Chuck, he would either have been at the airport or at the hospital.
0: Well, Chuck should be able to take care of himself pretty well. Hmm. We'll find out something in a minute. Here we are at the airport now. Airport, sir. Oh, thanks a lot. All right, Captain, come on. Let's get out. Here you are, driver. Keep the change.
1: Thanks a lot, sir. Look, Captain Midnight. There's an airliner at the end of the field getting ready to take off. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there she goes, Patsy. Oh, it's beginning to get dark. He's already got his navigation lights on.
1: Isn't it swell? I'm going to be an air hostess on a ship like that someday.
0: When you're an air hostess, Patsy, you'll probably be on a ship that's even better than that.
1: Oh, look. Isn't that Steve in the doorway of the passenger station? Hmm?
0: Hmm, it looks like him. Oh, yes, it is. Hey, Steve. Ah. Oh, hello there, Captain Midnight. Hi. Hi, Patsy. Say, where in the world have you two been? We've been to the hospital, Steve. See Bud Conley. Oh, sure. Say, how is he? No, he's much better. They've got his fever licked. The doctors say he'll pull through. Oh, well, I'm sure glad to hear that. We've been looking all over the airport for you two. Wonder where you'd gone. We went out the back door of the hangar and grabbed a taxi. and uh, but tell me, Steve, have you seen anything of Chuck? I know. We figured he was at the hospital with Bud Conley. No,
1: Steve, he isn't there.
0: Well, while I was looking for you, I ran across Mr. Maxwell. Did he find out whether Chuck had checked out? Well, yes. We went into the office together and he looked it up.
1: And did Chuck check out?
0: No. Past he didn't. Maxwell says he's either around here somewhere or he's left without saying anything. Uh, I don't believe Chuck would do that. I don't think so either. Chuck isn't that kind. He follows regulations.
1: Have you looked all over the airport for a ship?
0: You bet I have. That blue wing job isn't anywhere on this airport. I'll guarantee that. There's only one logical explanation. Chuck must have gone on a short trip. But suppose he did. Look, it's almost dark now. He'd certainly be back before this. Yes, he would. Chuck went off to put in some time. He'd surely land before dark.
1: There's just one other explanation.
0: Okay, Patsy, shoot.
1: He went up for a short trip, then had trouble and had to make a forced landing.
0: Patsy, I believe you've hit it. Maybe so. But now, wait. Let's go back and try to trace his movement. Now, in the first place, we haven't found anyone who's seen Chuck since last night. You mean Conley? Yes. Chuck and Major Steele were over to see Conley last night. So Major Steele was the last one who saw Chuck. Now, we've got to get hold of him.
1: Oh, he should be out here somewhere. He left the hospital just a few minutes before we arrived. Well,
0: not necessarily. Major Steele may be staying at some downtown hotel. And there's something else. If he was surprised when Chuck didn't show up at the hospital, then he won't know any more about it than we do. That may be true. But he was the last one who talked to Chuck. He might know where Chuck was staying or what the kid intended to do.
1: Look, in through the door. Hmm? See, in the waiting room.
0: Ah, that looks like Major Steele now. Yeah, it's very all right. He's coming out through the door.
1: Major Steele. Oh, Major Steele. Well,
0: that's you. see. What do you know about that? And Captain Midnight. Hello, I've just been looking for you.
1: And we just started looking for you, too, Major.
0: Well, I heard you got in a little while ago. Have you seen anything of Chuck Ranity? Uh, we were just going to ask you the same oh, thing. No, I haven't seen anything of Chuck since last night. We were over to see Bud Conley. We left the hospital together at 9 o'clock. Well, oh, where did Chuck go? Well, we took a taxi, and I dropped Chuck off here at the airport. And I went on downtown to my hotel. I was feeling pretty tired. Well, have you got any idea what Chuck was going to do out here? No, not very definitely. As a matter of fact, I didn't pay a great amount of attention. But I do know Chuck said something about wanting to see some friends of his. Oh, what friends? Did he say? No, he didn't. But I took it for granted they were pilots.
1: Well, who do you think they could be, Steve?
0: Oh, you've got me there, Patsy. You know how Chuck is. He makes friends with everybody. He probably knows a lot of the fellas out here. Well, this doesn't seem to be getting us anywhere. Uh, tell me this, Steve. Do you know where he's been staying? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can tell you that. At least I think I can. I introduced him to Bud Mason, chief pilot for Southwest. He told Chuck he was welcome to bunk in the pilot's room. Okay. Let's go over there and see what we can find out from Mason. Okay, let's go. Yeah, I sure hope we can find out something. Here's the pilot's room. I don't know
1: whether
0: anyone's inside or not. I guess you better wait out here, Patsy.
1: Okay, Steve.
0: Come on, Captain Midnight. You, Major Steele. We'll go on in. All right. There doesn't seem to be anyone in here. Oh, wait. There's someone in one of the bunks. Well, wait a minute, I'll close the door. See, that fellow seems to be sleeping. Who is it, Steve? Oh, well, Looks like Shorty Dillon, one of our co-pilots. Yeah, it is Dillon. Look, he's awake now. Hi there, Steve. What's up? Is it the raid? <laughs> no, Shorty, not at all. Relax. You're not going to be arrested. I was just trying to catch a little shut-eye before I made out my flight report. Hey, you must be due out on flight 8. Yeah, I am. We're supposed to leave at 9 o'clock. Shorty, these are a couple of friends of mine. Major Steele and Captain Albright. Yeah, glad to know you both. What's up, Steve? You look like you lost your pet dog. No, no, Shorty, nothing like that. We're just looking for a little information. Uh, you come to the wrong guy, then. I never know anything. So <laughs> well, maybe it's better that way. Yeah. I've found it doesn't get you into as much trouble as knowing too much. Hmm. Sort of a philosopher, I see, Dylan. Uh, but tell us, do you know a kid by the name of Chuck Ramsey? Chuck Ramsey? Why, sure I do. Let me think. What, why, yes, I was talking to him last night. Oh, now we were getting somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I remember him well. He was telling us about some flying he'd done down in, down in Mexico. I was kind of surprised, uh, a kid that young. Well, sure do you know how it is. A pilot's been flying a few years and gets a little bit older. He starts talking about hair-raising experiences he's had. Of course, everybody knows he's making some of them up. But then nobody minds very much as long as they are good stories. Weren't these stories Chuck told good? Boy, I'll say they were. A bunch of us were sitting around listening to him, and the hair just came up straight off our heads. Why, he even told one about having a forced landing right in front of a big cattle stampede. And you didn't believe him, eh? Well, I'll tell you, Captain. While he was telling it, it sounded okay. But later on, after the kid left, we began talking about it among the crowd, and we thought he was spreading it on thick. Why, he even said something about flying with a famous pilot called Captain Midnight. Of course, we've heard of this guy, Captain Midnight, but it didn't sound reasonable to us that, that this kid would be flying with him. How did Chuck happen to mention the name of Captain Midnight? Well, it was sort of funny. I don't think he really meant to, but it sort of slipped out. He got so excited telling that story. You might be interested to know, Dylan, that Captain Albright here is known by another name. Captain Midnight. What? What? Well, I I don't know, I don't know what to say. I guess I'd better beg your pardon. That's perfectly all right, Dylan. I realize very well how Chuck's story must have sounded. Really, uh, the kid's a swell kid, and he sure can fly. We saw him up early yesterday afternoon. Okay, let's forget all about that. I'm very anxious to find Chuck. Can you tell anything that'll help us? Well, I can tell you this much. The kid slept on this very bunk I'm sitting on now. You're sure of that? Absolutely. I had a date last night and came in rather late. Young Ramsey was lying on this bunk fast asleep. Did you see him in the morning? No, I didn't. I I slept late, and when I woke up, he was already gone. But you ought to find him down to the visiting ship hangar. That's where he keeps his plane. Well, he's not down there. and He hasn't checked out. Gee, I don't know, then. I sure hope nothing's happened to the kid. We hope that, too. Oh, but wait, tell me this. Where's Chuck been eating? In the lunchroom at the passenger station. Maybe you had breakfast there this morning. Mm. Well, that's an idea. Come on, boys. Let's go over there. Oh, uh, thanks a lot, Dylan, for all you've told us. That's all right. Glad to help in any way I can. Oh. Hey, that's funny. Where's Patsy? We left her right here. There she is, down the hall. Oh, oh yeah, uh, she sees us. Well, look at her run this way. She's certainly excited about something.
1: Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight.
0: Yes, Patsy, what is it?
1: We just talked to one of the Southwest pilots. He said that he saw Chuck in the lunchroom this morning at 7 o'clock.
0: Well, Captain Midnight is getting closer every minute. At last, he has found out that Chuck was seen that very morning. But what has happened to him since then? Don't miss the exciting events leading up to the disappearance of Chuck Ramsey. Tune in Friday to Captain Midnight. Now, don't forget what I told you about ever-faithful dogs and motor oil you can depend on. Yes? The oil that sticks by your family car through thick and thin is the oil you want your dad to use. Isn't that right? Well, then, you just remember to tell him about Uniflow Motor Oil. Uniflow is spelled U-N-I-F-L-O. Uniflow Motor Oil is sold at all Skelly service stations. Tell Dad why so many thousands of motorists are using Uniflow. Because it thins out less when hot and thickens less when cold than the average motor oil. That means all-weather protection for your family car. Easy starting on cold mornings. Safe lubrication on long drives. The chances are Dad already knows about Skelly Tagoline motor oil and how it will stand the abuse of winter driving. Now tell him to try Skelly's sensationally popular premium motor oil, UniFlow, at your Skelly service station. And don't forget to tune in again Friday, same time, same station, For further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Chuck's movements seem to have been many, but none of them are clues to his present whereabouts. What has caused Chuck to disappear? And where is he? Be sure to listen Friday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy landing!